This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And uh, a happy new year to everybody. It is now 2020. It is the, uh, um, well, remember last show, the last show I did uh, a couple weeks ago, I took the last week of the year off just to, because, (laughs) just because I did. There's nobody holding a gun to my head that says that I have to do a show every week. But, uh, except for me. And I don't, it's a metaphorical gun. I don't actually own a gun. Um, but anyway, um, just wanted to take the week off. But the last time I talked about it, it, it was a pedantic moment, and it was uh, talking. I was talking about how uh, really we're not it, it, the the decade isn't quite over yet, and I was looking at it at a, at a pedantically um, looking at it as a as a in a numerical sense, in that um, you know the second decade of the 21st century has not come to an end, which is true. However, the tens are over. And, and so I, I think I ended that uh, pedantic moment by saying, you know, I'm okay with however way you do it. And if I didn't, that's, I've, I've, I, I think I did. Uh, I'm okay with it even more now. Uh, I've heard some arguments and some, you know, read some stuff about some people pointing, you know, pointing out that, you know, a decade is just ten years. So from, you know, 2010 to 2019, that's that's ten years. That's a decade. Who's to say when the decade starts or not? So, uh, you know, if if you're asking me, if uh, if it's if, if we should be saying, no, the decade is not done yet, the the second de- decade of the 21st century hasn't come to an end, or if they should say, well, since the tens are over, that decade's over, which, you know, which should it be? And I say, yes, I don't care. <laughs> Either way, it's fine. Uh, so I, it, it is, it's fine. Uh, the decade of the tens is over, the decade of the 20s has begun. The second decade of the 21st century hasn't come to an end yet because the last year of the second decade doesn't end until 2020 comes to an end. All right? Both are correct. They're both fine. And however way you want to look at it is fine. So I, I don't bristle at, uh, at people saying that we're in a new decade now. Uh, I did for a little bit, but I was willing to entertain arguments and all that. So we've come to this side of of the of the decade, and I'm fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> However way you want to look at it, I'm fine. That's okay. Really, it is. However, 
<laughs> I was just just earlier tonight. I was listening to the latest episode of the Geologic Podcast. That is a podcast that's hosted by um, George Robb, and uh, he, he's 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 done his podcast for a long time, and he's got uh, uh, he's he's it's very successful as a podcast. I mean, he he has a lot of listeners, and it's really well done. I I wish I had half the listeners that he's got. I wish I had half the talent he's got. I mean, because his podcast is really slick. You know, it's really well done, and it's just him talking. But he edits and all that stuff. I just handle this like a, like a radio show. I say that often. It's like if you turned on the radio and, and there's a talk show on there, the person is coming in and just doing it live. That's what they're doing. There's they're not producing the show in the same way that uh, most podcasts are done. I do mine like a live show because, well, quite frankly, I don't have time to do edits. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I, I have this time that I have on a Friday night, which is when I record these. This is the time I've got. I know I've said this kind of stuff before. Uh, anyway, I was listening to the Geologic podcast earlier, and he, Geo, George Robb, he mentioned that uh, there's this whole debate about, is this the new decade, is it not the new decade, and all that kind of stuff. And he said, you know, really, who gives a crap? <laughs> and, well, there are pedants out there that do, but... Um, you know, and I, I was on board with him until he said this. When you turn 30, you haven't finished your 30th year, but you say you are in your 30s. Oh, that's wrong. Wrong, George. That's wrong. I imagine he is going to hear it from pedants all over the place. Um, did I play the sounder? Let me play the sounder. time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, you know what they got wrong. I'm going to tell you why George got this wrong. I was listening to the podcast. He said, and I'll, I'll quote it again, I'll repeat it, when you turn 30, you haven't finished your 30th year, but you say you are in your 30s. Uh, that's wrong. You have finished your 30th year. You have completed your 30th trip around the sun. See, the way we count our years and days and everything, it starts from when we're born. The moment we are out of mom, when we hit the air, that's when we start keeping track. Even though technically and pedantically, you could say, you know, for, I don't know, what, nine months or ten months or whatever it is, you were inside your mom and you were traveling around the sun at that point too, but we don't start counting until you're out of her. You're out of mom. Now we start counting. Okay, so that is your day. That is the, your day. Uh, the day of your birth. Now let's take let's take me because I know when my birthday is. My birthday is November fourteenth, nineteen sixty four. Astrologers, put your charts away. That's the day I was born. I was born, I think, in the afternoon. I think it was something like 4.50 in the afternoon. And so when I was born on that day, now if we look at it, this, follow me here. Let's say it's, it's so, so what, how old was I at about 4.50 in the afternoon on November 15th, 1964? How old was I? 
if we're if we're being pedantic enough to say we, let's get to the same time that I was born at the moment I was completely out of mom, <laughs> uh, I would be one day old. I had completed one day, twenty four hours outside of mom. See, so then let's go forward a year. Let's go to November fourteenth, nineteen sixty five. How old am I? I'm one year old. Which is you know, I'm which birthday is that? That's my first birthday. That's what we call your, your first birthday. It's it's a weird language thing. Because really, your date of birth, your your day of birth was, you know, mine was November fourteenth, nineteen sixty four. That was my day of birth. But my first birthday wasn't until November fourteenth, nineteen sixty five. That's when I had completed, uh, outside of mom, a complete, you know, circle around the sun. A year had gone by. I'm done. That first year is done. I, you know, I had gotten through. That year, so the so on November fifteenth, nineteen sixty-five, after five o'clock in the afternoon, I would be one year and one day old. I would be starting my second year. I'm starting that. I would complete my second year on my second birthday. So you just can carry that out to where you know George says when you turn thirty. He says, you haven't finished your 30th year. But no, you have. You have finished your 30th year. Because unlike the calendar when they say there was no year zero, with humans and other animals when they're born, we just do, okay, you're born, you're out of your your parent, your, your, your maternal parental unit, or you know however you're born, or hatched, or whatever. This is when you're completely in the air. You're not inside whatever you were gestating in. You're completely outside. That's when it starts. That's zero. So there is a zero for for us. So if we're just limiting it to human beings and birthdays and that, we have a zero. We start at zero when we get out, and we we complete that first year. On the calendar, they said there was no year zero. They just called it one. This is year one. It wasn't it's, a year came to an end. They just said, this is year one. Boom. We just start at one, and we count. And that's the difference. So George is wrong. <laughs> he's he's right that we shouldn't really give a crap about the decades and all that kind of stuff. He's right about that. But he's wrong about this. And I have a feeling he's going to hear about it. So, yes, when you turn 30, you have completed your 30th year on that on your birthday, your 30th birthday. That is that is when you turn 30. We don't count the day you're born as a birthday. Even though that's your date of birth. It's a weird language thing. Limitation of language. So that's how it works. And I remember some years ago, uh, I, was, uh, I had a birthday, and it might have been the next day or something. I was at the bar with my friend John, and John's just a, I don't know, just a few, a few months younger than I am. And uh, I said to him something like, you know, I was starting the you know, uh, uh, the next year of my life. Let's say I, was tur I turned 30. Let's say that's what it was. And then at the day after that, we're at the bar or something. I said, well, I'm starting my 31st year. He said, what? What are you talking about? Well, I just finished my 30th year. I'm now starting my 31st. That's that's how it works. And it'll end when I turn. And he just said, oh, man, I feel like I'm a year older all of a sudden. Because <laughs> he never thought of it that way. You think of it as a trip around the sun. 
that'll help. So uh, we'll see when Geo does his next show how much crap he got for this. <laughs> because I'm sure there are pedants listening to him. I thought maybe, maybe I should send something to him. Maybe, and maybe I will. But mm, I think I'll let it go. But anyway, when you turn 30, when you have your 30th birthday, you have, in fact, completed 30 circuits around the sun. You are 30 years old. You are in your 30s. So yeah. George is wrong. You don't complete your 30th year just when you turn 31. You complete your 31st year when you turn 31. Okay, have, that, have I made... Does that make sense? Did I get it right? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, last year, well, every new year, I make no resolutions, really, uh, except for one. And the one is, it's always the same. And it's to uh, live long enough to see the following year. And I did it this year. I fulfilled my resolution. I made it to 2020, my 2019 resolution. Although I do recall talking about it last year, saying, if you want to consider these resolutions, okay. I wasn't, I didn't want to give them that much weight, but I said I was going to try to draw more that year, and, and I did. I, I have been doing more drawings, and I've been doing a daily drawing challenge. Well, sort of. <laughs> I'm way behind on it, but I'm going to get caught up. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I'm going to get caught up. I swear to you. But um, the the uh, uh, one thing that I didn't do, there's a portrait that's been sitting aside that I've been working on or not working on for a long time, and I was hoping to get that done get to it and do it this year i did not uh you know it just i just i just didn't i don't know why i just didn't but i'm i will i i will i'm not gonna promise or resolve resolve that i'll do it this year but i'm gonna i'm gonna get it done i maybe but i but i've put myself on the task of doing more drawing and uh each month i've been doing you know last year i did a, a do-it-yourself calendar drawing and I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna continue to do it this year, except <laughs> I haven't done the drawing for January yet. Oi, oi! As this show comes out, it'll be it'll be January fourth. And I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> okay. But anyway, so um, yeah. So, it's, so I I the resolution that I am making is that I've resolved to live long enough. To make it through this year, to see next year, and uh, and we'll see how that works. We'll see if that works. Oh, and also, um, I haven't posted this on the Facebook yet, but I'll say it here. It's my annual early January joke. It's a. It might be considered a dad joke. It's lame, I know, but it's my early January joke. It's become a tradition on my Facebook page. I should po post it by tomorrow. Uh, I should do it. Uh, and that joke is... <clears throat> ready? Are you ready? <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, will this year ever end? Thank you. Thank you. That's that's my joke. See, it's early in January, and I'm already complaining about the length of the year. <laughs> See how that, how that works. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I hope you've had a, a good new year and a uh, holiday with the Christmas and, and whatever other holidays that, that you might uh, celebrate. I hope they were good. Mine were pretty decent. Um, got together with family, and that was that was fine. 
<laughs> a little worried about my old man, about my dad. Just a little. He's been having um, the kinds of problems older men have because of a certain, uh, I guess it's an organ, or that uh, an older man has uh, that's part of his reproductive system. And uh, uh, as, as men get older, that little part gets bigger. And it's not something that... Um, that we're pleased gets bigger. <laughs> if there was another part of the reproductive system that would get bigger as we got older, well then, you know, maybe we'd be okay. But uh, this other part, it's an internal thing, and uh, it gets a little, uh, you know, it gets a little bigger. And it makes it difficult for us uh, men of a certain age and older, it makes it difficult to pee. Uh, and sometimes, uh, well, Dad was having a some difficulty on Christmas Day. It was a little under the weather. And it was in a different sort of direction. I should, probably shouldn't get too deep into the details, but you know, he was, uh, his heart doctor had put him on a pill, uh, medication that would help, get, help him lose some water weight for whatever reason, I don't know why. And he then, then he wouldn't stop having to go to the bathroom and it was really drain, you know, just wearing him out. And that was his problem on Christmas day. He was just like, every five minutes he said, I had to get up and go to the bathroom. Just, I just can't, I just, ugh. And you could tell he was out of it. But he's better. And, uh, and um, he, he's, uh, he stopped taking that water pill or whatever they call it, whatever it is. And uh, yeah. So, you know, a little, eh, little worried, just a little, but, but, you know, he's 84 years old. Uh. Anyway, uh, um, I probably should head my, head to my first break. Uh, I've got other stuff to talk about, I, I think. So, um, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I shall return after this break. I promise I will. I promise. Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. We're the station that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. 
And I'm back on uh, Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Who am I? I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Uh, that was the, the uh, pleasant, melodious uh, sound of early replacements. <laughs> the replacements were not that. That's not the name of the band. Early replacements. The name of the band is The Replacements. But that was their early period where they were a little more hardcore punk in their in their sound a little more. But they, yeah, they, yeah, that was that was their song, Rattlesnake, and uh, it rocks. <laughs> Hope it got your uh, toe tapping or making you feel like you wanted to do some slam dancing or something. That would be cool. I used to do that. I used to be cool. I did. I used to. I used to be cool. Those were the days. Yeah. Well. Let's see. I have a cool thing to talk about. I try to put some cool things on the show so that I'm not always, you know, as I say, negative Nelly. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's hard not to be. But I do have a, uh, a cool thing to tell you guys about. Long-time listeners of my show, all two of you, may recall that back in August of this year, on August, uh, the August 8, uh, not this year, last year, 2019, uh, the August 8 episode of Dimland Radio. I mentioned uh, a cool thing then that was um, that the Minnesota Skeptics, the group that I meet up with uh, each month on the second Thursday of each month at, at a bar restaurant in Minneapolis called the Black Forest Inn. So if you ever find yourself in the Twin Cities on the second Thursday of a, a given month and you've got nothing better to do uh, from like five o'clock in the evening until I don't know, nine or ten at night. Find find that Black Forest Inn and come on over and join the Minnesota Skeptics. Sit down and talk to us. We're we're a decent bunch of people usually. And most of us are well, except for the one guy. Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about him. I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody's fine. Uh, anyway, back in uh, August. The um, um, a, produ- uh, a television production crew came to uh, get a bunch of video footage uh, of the of us skeptics having our meetup, and I talked about that back on that episode and how awkward it felt, and it was a it was weird. It was kind of a, a light turnout for the early. There's usually more people there, so but it, there were a few of us got there, and then a few more came in during. During the uh, the process of this crew, uh, the reason uh, they uh, came down, just to remind you, they're they're from the uh, public television station uh, here in the Twin Cities called TPT2, uh, Twin Cities Public Television. I think that's what the TPT stands for. But uh, and it's TPT2. Uh, that's the station that it's on. Uh, the channel number is two. So uh, this crew contacted one of the uh, the skeptics group uh, elders, uh, Travis, and asked if we'd be interested in having them come and and, and find out about us on our meetup, uh, because they are doing a whole series of short video um, documentaries, if you will, uh, that are are about meetup groups in Minnesota, uh, social groups in Minnesota. What kind of are there? out there and what do the people do and what do they talk about and all that kind of stuff and uh, they must have found out about us from the meetup 
site that we post things to, my uh, friend Craig, who is also another, uh, he's also an elder in the Minnesota Skeptics Group. Um, uh, he's he helps he makes sure that the Black Force Inn knows that we're coming and about how many people are coming there. He makes sure that the meetup notices go out so that people will respond to, on the meetup page online. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So he's he's involved in it, uh, but and and, and Travis uh, does other stuff as well and he he was the one that they they contacted and so uh they came out and they had individual interviews with us uh, those of us that were willing and then they just eavesdropped on our conversations well the fruits of their labors have been realized uh they have dropped online uh at tpt's website I will link to it in the show notes, which you can get to by going to dimland.com. Click on the blog option, and you'll find the show notes. I'll link to it. Uh, on that page, there's some, uh, there's a, there's a write-up, and there's there are two video segments. One is the main segment, which is about the group and us talking about the group and about what it is to be a skeptic and what we are concerned about and and why it is that we enjoy having such a group. And the other video bit is a it's a lightning round and that's uh, uh we we declare whether we're a skeptic or a believer of a given topic which we don't quite not all of us quite answer the questions properly because they just wanted the one word answer are you a skeptic or are you a believer but you see skeptics realize that things are a little more nuanced than that it's just you know yeah i'm you know i'm they said, they, 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 I mean, are you a skeptic of chiropractic? You know, is a skeptic or believer of chiropractic? Well, I said skeptic, but there are some, and other skeptics of the group, they were pointing out, well, there are some studies that show that there is some benefit to lower back pain, but we're not sure. And some of the other claims that some chiropractors make are little, not little, very outlandish, and some chiropractors tend to be anti-vaccine, and we don't like that. And, and it does disturb us when we see chiropractor being offered by actual science-based medicine clinics, but then we hear that there's sort of a rolling chiropractic into the science-based medicine as a form of physical therapy and weeding out all the all the nonsense that they promote and 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 just settling on what can be shown to be actually beneficial if there in fact is something beneficial to back pain as i said there's some studies that show that they can help with some lower back pain so that's not a pithy answer. <laughs> it's not, but we're skeptical of it, but that doesn't mean that we're completely dismissive of it. Because, well, show us good evidence. And anyway, so the piece uh, came out, uh, the main piece came out, and it's just under se seven minutes of us talking and uh, you'll uh, you'll see Travis on there, of course, and and then there's there's Tim and Tim's kind of the star. Of the piece, there's just he has a there's just a quality to Tim and his personality that is just very uh, endearing and outgoing and and it's just just something about Tim that just makes him uh, I don't know such an attractive person I don't know it's just just yeah and it's why he's I consider him a friend uh, and then you'll see Craig in there another friend from uh, that I've I've discovered or met. I consider all of them friends, but I'm more active with Craig and Tim on a, outside of the, the meetups um, 
if if only in contact, staying in contact with each other through uh, through Facebook uh, and and texting. But occasionally we get together and we'll watch movies or something over at Craig's place. So anyway, so you'll see them. You'll see Beth. She's a longtime uh, skeptic and member of the, the meetup groups. Uh, there's also uh, and and there's Joel who will, he he you'll see him and those these folks we uh, they talk to they have the individual interviews and then you'll see. Um, uh, some of the newer members of the group, there's a couple of them show up, but they've been around for a while. Uh, I, f I forget their names, and I'm sorry. But uh, they, they chime in a little bit. Then there's the other Jim of the group. He talks about something. Then there's Toby. He, he talks a little bit there. Uh, and, oh, yeah, and then I talk. <laughs> I'm part of it. In fact, I'm the first voice, the first face that you see as the piece opens, I just I talk about I mentioned that you know a lot of people think skeptics of skeptics as being closed-minded, when we're not, we're not closed-minded. We just want good evidence. That's what we want. If you have a claim that seems a little uh, extraordinary, we want some good evidence for that. Um, it's your word, although we believe you believe that you saw a Bigfoot we believe you that you believe you that you're telling the truth to us that you yeah I saw a Bigfoot you're you know I saw I swear to you I saw it and, you know we believe that your conclusion as to what you believe what you saw we're not we're skeptical of that all right we need a little more than just your word and even if you're a honest and forthright and an upstanding human being your word is just not good enough because we human beings make mistakes constantly so anyway, so we, it's it's really nice, and uh, there's a nice there's some some humor in there. Uh, there's a great the way they wrap it up is really nicely done. Uh, there's a nice little joke that Craig gets in, and I helped feed it without even knowing I was doing it. It's just it was a, it was spontaneous. Believe us, it it, I, it was spontaneous. It was not something that was a planned out um, uh, a bit, but it worked perfectly for him. And and I really gotta say, you know, these 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 television producer people you know when they're good at it and they, they've done the work and they've got the skills and they've they put in because they i don't know how many hours worth of, of video that they they took three four maybe uh they got to go through and 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 find seven minutes worth of stuff that will tell a little story and give you a flavor of what's going on there, and they did a terrific job. And it, there's the, the music that they had for the bed, of, you know, in the, it worked really well. And the way they showed us coming in to into the room, you know, into the area that we all, all sit at, and the way that worked out, and 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 it was really well done. And catching the conversation uh, as as we're going along, uh, it's just. Super! I think they did a terrific job with us, and I, 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 you know, I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, we're told I think at mid February these 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 uh, these video vignettes will start showing up on the television on TPT2. Uh, they'll be they might be have a block of them where they'll do a half hour worth, or they might uh, they might do them as a between programs, if they have like, well, we've got eight minutes between these programs. Let's let's put in this Minnesota skeptics bit, oh, and they they all go under the title of Minnesota niche uh, or niche, but I think it's niche. Minnesota niche, which is playing off Minnesota nice. So um, again, I'll, I'll I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, check out the video; it's pretty cool. Uh, we're not the only group that they've come to. Uh, 
profile on this. Uh, I have watched one other group that they have, and it's a UFO <laughs> enthusiast group, um, investigators of UFOs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I watched that video, and I thought, okay. Uh, you know, there's a fellow on there. It looks like he's in his 50s. He talks about seeing a UFO when he was six years old. And as a skeptic, I think, well, you know, that was 40-plus years ago. How certain are you on your memories of that event? He'll, I'm sure he'll tell you he's very certain of it, but no, 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 you're not. You really aren't. You know, it's just... You really aren't certain on your memories because memory is not videotape. And stuff that has happened to you, it, it, anything you remember, if you, there's an event you remember, all right? Just think about that. There's an event you remember. Um, if you are a person who keeps a diary or who journals and that event happens to you or you witness that event and you immediately write it down in your diary or journal, that account is going to be the most accurate account what actually happened but even that may not be a hundred percent accurate so as time goes on and you remember the event and you you set your diary aside your journal aside and uh, for that for the you know, that you were writing in for that event you set that aside and then years go by and you remember the event and each time you remember the event your brain is retelling the story is pulling what it remembers out and starts telling you the story of that and stuff that has happened between that event and you remembering it can affect your memory of that event somebody else you know may have been part of that event and they've told their story of it their memory of it and something in their memory gets that wasn't in your memory of it now gets incorporated into your memory and you don't realize that that's happened so now there's something in there that you don't really remember but you remember it i know it's weird but that's it's it's hard to follow so the further away you get from your memory of it the less accurate it's going to be so if you you, you know, you're you're forty some years late on from that event, and you say, oh man, you know, I think I've got it in a journal somewhere. So you go and you find your journal, you find the date, you read it, and you go, whoa, <laughs> I don't remember it that way at all. It's the it's your journal entry, your diary entry, that is going to be the more accurate. And even that, as I said, is not going to be a hundred percent. This is stuff that we skeptics learn. Uh, through being skeptical and learning from experts and such. Excuse me. <clears throat> I had to take a sip. My throat was getting dry. So, <clears throat> there was something that was said at the beginning of the uh, the piece for the um, the UFO folks, and I and I'll say they they're they're MUFON. Do you know what MUFON is? I believe it's it's uh, it stands for a mutual UFO network, something like that. I think that's what it stands for. And what they are is a bunch of people that that um, um, believe that UFOs are um, a uh, alien spacecraft, b interdimensional being crafts, or c uh, super secret military crafts, aircrafts. That's they, they think it's it could be that. Um, and but it, they, to their credit, they do whatever they can when they investigate sightings to find the mundane explanations. 
and 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 to their credit, they do find mundane explanations for them. But they'll tell you that there's a small percentage that they just can't explain. They just can't find the explanation for, and it's that small percentage that they that they pin all their hopes on, because in there is going to be it's it's going to be the 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 real deal. Now, if I were playing the percentages, I would think if it's 95% of the time it's mundane. It's 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 a weather balloon. It's a misidentified planet. It's a misidentified aircraft or several aircraft. It's uh, uh, flares. It's uh, uh, those paper lanterns, those floating things that put a candle in and they float off. It's it's that kind of stuff. You know, if 95% is explainable by all that, that 5% that they ha none of those seem to fit, I'm going to play the percentages and say, you know, it's probably those 5% are probably the s just as mundane as the other 95% because, you know, it's just... How likely is it going to be the exotic explanation for those? I think it's more likely they'll fall in line with the with the less exotic explanations. Uh, but they, uh, the the MUFON type folks, they will grab onto that that small percentage and they'll say, "Yeah, it's in here. It's in here." Um, anyway, uh, I I have a little more to talk about that when I come back. I'll have a little bit of audio to play for you as well. But uh, I have to take my next break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, telling you I'll be back after this break. I promise. Uh, I, well, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, what else am I going to do? Could get abducted by aliens. That would be interesting. I'm shouting all about love Well, they cheated you like a dog Listen to Z Talk Radio on ZTalkRadio.com. When, oh, when will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Reasonable is the interview show from the Merseyside Skeptic Society, where each month I speak to someone about their fringe beliefs. Over the years, I've spoken to psychics, UFO believers, moon landing deniers, flat earthers, hollow earthers, and all manner of unusual conspiracy theorists. But I've also talked to AIDS denialists, white supremacists, gay conversion therapists. I even interviewed Jim Humble, the inventor of Miracle Mineral Supplement, a form of industrial bleach that he and his followers used to treat cancer and HIV. This isn't a debate show, and my aim isn't to win an argument. But when we listen to how people promote and justify the ideas that we disagree with, even the dangerous ones, I think we become much more effective at countering those ideas. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, look for Be Reasonable on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else the podcasts live. Well, I'll be Hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. 
You don't say. What, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons, talking about the Minnesota Niche uh, video series that is on the public television station here in the Twin Cities on their website. Uh, talking about the one about the UFO group that gets together, and they have they have their fun. Um, they also have two videos posted on, on their page. Uh, at the at TPT's site, uh, one is the main video uh, about the group, and the other one is a lightning round of uh, what they say plausible or improbable. <laughs> and, oh boy, <laughs> Roswell. Oh, that's probable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, a a uh, high altitude surveillance balloon crashed in a. In, on a farm in, in, in near Roswell, New Mexico in 1947 and somehow it became a UFO uh, meaning read alien spacecraft and alien bodies and uh, the government knows all about it yeah, uh-huh <laughs> no, I, I, I know they, they think I'm being dismissive, I'm sure and they think I'm being cynical in fact, I have a little bit of audio to play from this, so Take a listen. You're a skeptic until you're first sighted. I'm skeptical of that. No, you're not. You're cynical of that. We educate the public. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I, you know, you know what? So do skeptics. We educate the public too. We tell them. Uh, we, we we say, we we teach them about Occam's razor. We see what seems to make more sense. What, which explanation makes the least amount of assumptions? Uh, the UFO enthusiasts, maybe not this group, maybe not that group, although hmm, they seem, at least to me, in my opinion, they seem to start off with an assumption that they just take as a given, that there is intelligent life in the, in, out there in the galaxy, out there in the universe, you know, elsewhere, yeah, not here on Earth. They 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 take that as a given, and and I I would say, well, again, playing the percentages, the size of the the universe and all that, uh, that 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 there is life out there, uh, is seems pretty likely. Uh, intelligent life, I maybe not as likely, but still, I think sure. Where I where I as a skeptic. Uh, part company is that they visiting us now or ever uh, no no it's just I, I I don't even see how that would be possible maybe it is maybe they're super intelligent they can figure out how to do it you know you know like the, you know the the super intelligent uh, uh, alien species that somehow you know that they created a machine or used uh, you know that could use uh, I don't know 
wormholes or whatever through space to travel the vast distances to get here to Earth and then just in the last few feet crash, as in Roswell. So somehow <laughs> that's what they did. I, you know, I don't know. Now, no, sorry. And being cynical, sometimes it's not difficult, uh, not easy to not be cynical. Sometimes it, you hear some stuff and you just go, okay, you know, that, that brings up the, um, um, the Christopher Hitchens things, you know, that which is uh, uh, asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. That's kind of a cynical way of looking at it. But we just, we just, just watch the, the, the bits where they, they, they have the, um, the plausible or improbable uh, lightning round. They'll have stuff like alien telepathy. Well, again, <laughs> you know, as a skeptic, if they ask me that question, so well, hang on, whoa, 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 I don't even know if there are aliens, and by that, space aliens from other planets. I don't even know that life exists. We have a data point of one for life in the universe, and that's Earth. That's it. That's all we've got. So, uh, you, I don't even know that there is life forms out there that are intelligent. Whether or not they have telepathy, I don't know. <laughs> we don't even know they exist. Uh, are there Nordic aliens? That's one of them. Nordic, the ones that look like you know, like the Aryan race or something. You know, the blonde, blue-eyed, tall. Because some have, some people have said that they've encountered alien life forms that look like that. And this was back in the days where alien life forms all took took all kinds of forms and shapes and sizes and differences until the entertainment media began to consolidate the look of an alien. You know, the UFO incident was a TV movie that was about uh, Betty and Barney Hill and their supposed abduction uh, by aliens. And the art director who designed the look of the show, designed the look of the aliens, came up with these little gray men. That's not necessarily how they were described by Barney Hill. He was describing some kinds of aliens that when people looked into it, they said, boy, you know, the aliens that Barney's describing look a lot like aliens that were uh, on a particular episode of The Outer Limits, which was a television show that was on at the time in, at the time that these people, that Betty and Barney were being hypnotized and asked what had happened to them. Their therapist who was hypnotizing them didn't even believe that they were really abducted by aliens. It's just that he was trying to get to the bottom of what problems they were having or something. And, and so, so some art director designs these little gray aliens, and then that becomes that starts to leach into the, 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 into the minds of the people around the world, at least in America. And then Steven Spielberg puts out a movie in 1977, I think it was 77, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where he uses the same basic design and boom now you've got a worldwide consciousness uh, going people looking at these going to these this movie and seeing them and now we're getting this consolidated look of the of what an alien is they're little gray men you know, and then you have the X-Files TV show which puts that in the same thing little gray men it's, it's just it's just consolidated it, it went from you know the, when abductees or uh, experiencers or whatever you want to call them they they would have all kinds of variety of them and Nordic aliens were one of them uh, and so if I were asked if I was if I thought it was plausible or, or improbable my answer for every one of them was it's improbable like well actually I don't know it's it's possible plausible maybe i don't know but 
<laughs> you see how see how it is being a skeptic? We don't uh, maybe. <sighs> but it's I'll link to that one as well. You can see it. See it for yourself. What do you think of it? Um, you know, but the fellow that you know, says you're not being a skeptic, you're being a cynic. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm skeptical. And you're skeptical until you see your first one. It was another one. Until you see something. Well, no, it, I'm not skeptical of of UFOs. When we remember that the U stands for unidentified flying objects, the U stands for stands for unidentified. There are objects in the sky that people see that appear to be flying and they're unidentified. Yep. That doesn't so what what the the, the way the term is used now shows this, this argument from ignorance, which is I can't explain what that is, therefore I can assume it's a spacecraft or an interdimensional beings or it's some military craft. You know, that's you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You just don't know. So it's don't, don't, don't stop. You know, just stop there. I don't know what that was. Let's see if I can figure, find out what it was. Were there any other weather balloons in the area? How can you find that out? I don't know, but maybe you can. But instead of saying, "Oh, look at that! I can't explain it," it had to be, it had to be this. And so that's this, the term UFO has come to mean that. It's come to mean space alien spacecraft mainly. Uh, and then it has those sub, you know, sub things of of uh, you know, interdimensional being beings, which I, I, we don't. I, I how 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 would you even come to that conclusion? Uh, or uh, military uh, aircraft, which is the most plausible of the three, that it's some military thing. But then, of course, the the craft that these the military is using comes from a crashed uh, UFO or a captured UFO or a spacecraft, and we're just uh, using their technology. We're, we're reverse engineering it. You just don't have any evidence for that, folks. <laughs> you just don't. Your evidence is anecdotal for the most part, and the, the, the photographs you have, the video you have is not good. It's not convincing. It's just, it's just not. And the people telling you the stories, the anecdotes, they may be the most honest and upright people in the world. They may be just wonderful people, and absolutely, and 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 truly believe what they're telling you. But it doesn't mean they're right. Uh, and just because they're a pilot, doesn't mean they're trained. You know, well they're trained. You know, and, or they're a cop. Well, they're trained to, to observe things. They're trained. It's, well, they're not trained about what's in the sky. You don't have too many astronomers going on about how alien spacecraft are visiting us. You might find an outlier once one here or there, like like J. Allen Hynek, I think was that his name, who shows up in a Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He shows up in the movie. I think he was an astronomer. Uh, and he was one that was uh, pro the idea of, of aliens visiting us. Okay, you can find an outlier, but he's one, and there's, there's all the rest of them. They're saying, or, you know, there's so there's a vast majority of the rest of them saying, ah, no, <laughs> we're not seeing these things. It, it's, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'd be cool. It'd be cool, but uh, I just I don't think you know, space is big, and to be able to find us. How would they know we're here? Especially before we even started putting out radio and television signals out into space. How would they even know we're here? And the stuff breaks down over after a while. It's it doesn't it, uh, just never mind. 
um, so check it out. It's uh, check it, see what you think for yourself. Uh, I do have another cool thing before the show ends. So this will be two cool things for the show. Uh, Amy and Hayden and I, and I went to see Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Now my brief review: I loved it, and I loved it in the context of all the rest of the movies, especially you know the the, the three you know uh, Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine. Um, I loved it. It it's and and people are going to reassess Last Jedi, I think, and they're going to see how much better of, of a movie it is. It's got such a bad reputation because the um the angry Star Wars fans just became so vocal on the internet. I'm even beginning to reconsider my th- feelings about the prequels. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a Star Wars movie. It's a it's it's a it, it's 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 fun, it's, and and they they've delivered some really nice stuff. Now the prequels, I the problem one of the problems I have with the prequels is that they they feel cold, they feel less inviting. It's it's like those films just are like hold you off at arm's length just a bit, whereas all the other ones are more inviting. They're more, I don't know, they're warmer. It's just a, it's 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 hard to explain, and 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 it might be the use of green screen, the CGI stuff. It might be the use of that uh, that that seems to make it a little colder. But I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I said, I'm I'm beginning to reassess them a little bit. Yeah, the acting isn't fantastic, and the dialogue and the isn't great. But that's that's Star Wars. Star Wars does not have great dialogue. <laughs> it's not mammoth. <laughs> it's not. And if you're expecting, you know, Shakespeare, you're you're expecting the wrong thing. Star Wars never was. Go back and watch the first movie again, the very first one, 1977, Star Wars, before it was called A New Hope. If you can see that, it's just just go back and just say, okay, it was just fun, <laughs> okay, and it did some wonderful things, and it it showed us stuff we hadn't seen before. It's just it's awesome, and the other ones all are, are too, and. The, the the visual effects just get better and better and better and they're just wonderful and I I like the way this movie wraps up the the this this third trilogy the way it wraps it up I like it I've liked every Star Wars film from Force Awakens to Rise of Skywalker I've liked the, I I liked Solo I like Rogue One I liked them all I really like uh, uh, Last Jedi I think it was one of the best of the Star Wars movies I know there's people that I know that disagree with me but I just I think it's awesome. And there's a series of YouTube videos put out by uh, something called Cinema Wins. Not Cinema Sins, but Cinema Wins. Cinema Sins likes to take movies apart and show you everything wrong with the movies. Cinema Wins like to show, it likes to show you everything that's great about movies. And they have one for every movie uh, for Star Wars, from The Phantom Menace all the way up to Solo. They have one where they... Where they look and they say, "This is what's great about it. This was a great scene," and they have one for Last Jedi, which runs about forty-two minutes. Twenty-one minutes is of going through the movie and tell you all this stuff that's great with it, and then the next twenty-one minutes, the the second half of it is uh, is like a wrap-up talk, which they do for each of their videos. They'll do a little wrap-up segment segment and say why they think this is uh, uh, really good and. What the, you know, why they like these aspects about the movie or whatever, and it's just I thought it was really good. So I will link to 
one of them and 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 I haven't I've I've, I've watched uh, uh, for the original trilogy I've watched them uh, and I've watched two of the you know episode one and two the, the first the the first trilogy prequel deals I've watched two of those uh, episode one and two and I, I haven't got to the third one yet but I'll, I'll be checking that out shortly or soon whenever and it's just uh, I'm looking forward to it so <laughs> uh, it's great it's great I think it I think they do a terrific job they they they, they settle it up really nicely and I, I I what more could you want good night our doctor good night Frau Blucher Okay, that's that brings us to the end of another Dimland Radio, uh, first of the year 2020. If it's the new decade or not, whatever, it's fine, it's cool. Uh, you, uh, the extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Be skeptical, don't don't be cynical. And I'm your host, Jim Doctor Jim Fitzsimmons, uh, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning, tuning us in. in. Well, well, I'm going, I'm going to hell. To hell.